You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 578 for Monday, December 22nd, 2015. Tonight, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Many performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. Hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the World Famous White Roof Radio. We're talking about mullets and Mini Coopers for you on a Tuesday night, uh, like we like to do. Joining us this week, as always, uh, Todd Pearson from MotoringStripes.com. Todd, say hi. I am. I'm, I'm here. Hello. And I want to know if a mullet is business in the front, party in the back. I want to know what party in the front and party in the back means. <laughs> Dude, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> That is the wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course, Chad's here. A good, uh, the good Reverend from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Chad, get a, hello. Welcome to everybody. The crazy Monday night show. Chad, uh, Chad, I, I, I thought of you. I was at a wedding on Saturday. Uh, some good friends of the good friends of mine got married. Um, I saw that. The officiant became ordained so that he could marry them. And yep, I thought of Chad. I go, hey, that's how Chad. That's why Chad got how, it. That's how I did it. Yeah. Exactly. Same reason. Say, so, hey, I can marry you. I'll get ordained. Ordained. Now, now I've got a bunch under my belt. Yeah, exactly. So he's no longer a virgin. He did a great job too, by the way. It was awesome. So if you nobody that listens actually nobody that listens was at the wedding, um, but he did a fantastic job. It was awesome. Oh, and Alex is here. He's sick because Alex flew in an in a in a in a, an aluminum tube from east coast west coast to east coast, and then hours later. Uh, spent 24 hours in movie theater watching Star Wars. So he said, "Say he actually OD'd on Star Wars." <laughs> I think Jar Jar Binks made him ill. <laughs> party, wasn't, party wasn't a good idea. And uh, you know, to continue on this mullet thing, uh, if you guys you know want to continue educating me towards my citizenship, I think I need to know everything about the past, the present, and the future of the of the mullet. <laughs> Okay, um, here's the thing. It's called NASCAR. I think you had to have <laughs> lived through the 80s, which is impossible yes. for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, uh, to really have the full, you know, engagement of the mullet. Here, Alex, I'm going to put a link in the Slack. Okay. There. You can read that later. In fact, we could probably move that into Wolfcast 5 Cindy <laughs> Slack, so I'll put it in the show notes so that I can share the listeners the history of the mullet. We should have like a, a public white roof radio slack that people can contribute to. Yeah, oh, plague of the mullet. Alex and I are actually working on that. So if you look like 1980s, like all the guys from Duran Duran, they all had mullets. Right? <laughs> uh, George, um, George Michael had a mullet. Um, Todd, of the mullet. Todd Pearson. Not only did did he have a mullet, but his mullet was uh, curly. I did. I had a perm in the back. I had yeah. permed mullet. I did. That was yes. the it was the Billy Ray Cyrus is what it was. Yeah. Um. And <laughs> married with children. What's his name? The kid. I don't he know. Had a I, I never watched that show, so I don't know. Oh, it's funny because he had he hit a mullet. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's a short hair in the front, long hair in the back, cut above the ears. It's it's a mullet. Yeah, it's bad. And the El Camino, shockingly it, enough, Joe Dirt, Joe from from Joe Dirt is Joe. now considered the mullet of automobiles because it's business in the front, party in the yeah. back. They yeah, tend they, to not have any sideburns either. They usually trim them up all the way up to the ear. Yeah, no sideburns with a mullet. Because if you put sideburns on a mullet, then it's called something else entirely. Yeah. It's, what is it called? Red, I don't know. You have red neck. It's like a helmet. <laughs> helmet head. Oh, I like helmet. <laughs> Lego hair. That's what we call the it. Hair helmet. You know, remember the little Lego figures that you yeah. could snap the hair on? We call that. Yeah, the, no. the bolt cut. Because they had, they had sideburns. So they go over the little ear hole, the ear nubs on the Lego character. Yep. yep. Yeah. So yeah, we call that Lego hair. 
Okay, I like it. All right. Uh, we're seriously distracted this evening. We're actually going to get started. We do have some news from MoneyFile.com. We have a news story that we found um, today. In fact, today we're recording on the Monday the 21st, so we recorded this yesterday, uh, that I'm going to link up in the show notes that you we're going to talk about. We're also going to talk about pricing of items on the Mini Cooper, the new Mini Cooper Clubman versus the hardtop, and whatever else strikes our fancy. We will not. I will put this out there right there. Uh, this will be a Star Wars free zone. So you don't have to worry about any spoilers, right, Alex? Mm-hmm. Even though Alex and I have seen it, yeah, we will no not. No spoilers. We will not. We are not going to discuss Star Wars until everybody on the team has seen it, which I'm not going to see it till next year. So we're not going to talk about Star Wars for a while. So you're covered. Yes. Okay. So, I just wanted to put that out there, make sure everybody knew. Um, and I think that's it. Uh, a quick programming note as well before we actually start paying bills and start talking about news. I want to remind everybody this is our final show for 2015. Thanks all for sticking around for the whole year. It's been quite awesome for us. Hope it's been awesome for you as well. We will be back in January with a brand new episode for you. Okay. We cool. will. We will. We will. So we're going to go ahead and pay some bills and then we're going to get started. <laughs> um, it's a little late for Christmas, but you know, Christmas. You got a big wad of cash for Christmas. Your mom and dad, they don't give you they don't give you gifts anymore. They just give you a $50 bill or a $100 bill or something, right? I want you to, guys, we're going to just do all this at once. I want you to hit up outmotoring.com, and you're going to go spend all of your Christmas money, all part of your Christmas money, at outmotoring.com because that's where you're going to get a shirt or a hat or a shoe so you look really cool for the upcoming mini events next year, or you get some car care products so that you can make your mini look really sharp for the upcoming mini events happening in 2016, or you get yourself... Uh, something that you need to repair your car like I don't know uh, you know I'm gonna look right now I because I need a sun visor driver's side because as it turns out the first gen R56 Cooper build quality shit and stuff is just falling off my car willingly. <laughs> and as it turns out that's, our motoring doesn't sell a sun visor that's which D- I'm really shocked that's about that DB at white roof radio that's db at wirefredo.com. Um, so, but you can get yourself the stuff that you need to fix your car, make your car look nice, make yourself look sharp and rad. Um, all the things for all the minis over at outmotoring.com. Don't forget when you're there, I want you guys to make sure you sign up for the um, the newsletter if you haven't already. When you do, you will actually get your own 5% discount code. It comes in every time, you know, in your email. Just like, I'm going to go buy some stuff. Let me go check my email. Oh, look, I have a 5% discount code for this month. Uh, in fact, a friend of the show, Brian Dallas, he pinged me on Facebook. And he said, hey, what's this month's discount code? And I go, you need to sign up for the outmotoring.com newsletter. <laughs> Come on. So sorry. Yeah. Well, well, that's not free. I mean, it's a 5% discount. It costs you your email. Yep. Go check it out. Go do all of that stuff. And do that instead of going to see Star Wars. Go buy yourself nice things on the internet on Christmas Day at over, over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and uh, valve cover gaskets. That's Outmotoring.com because valve cover gaskets are sexy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's uh, do news. Uh, Maestro, if you please. Oh, we find ourselves clicking over to motoringfile.com uh, another quick programming note for those of you who might have encountered motoringfile.com with no images one day last week uh, that was entirely on me um, and I apologize for that and I think we've got the whole page shake when the image switches I think we've got that sorted out as well I know like so, only 18,000 people complained about that only only every reader of motoringfile complained <laughs> about that so what we've got is um, what happened many many hitting an all-time high in the worldwide sales for November, that's so a sh- that's pretty exciting. That's a shock because sales were down in many at Mini USA. 
Right. Okay, but like we said, that's there's funny numbers at work here. It's hard really to tell, you exactly. know, what's reality and what's sold and what stuff that sold three months ago. Exactly. So we're at the end of 2015, guys, and uh, entering 2016. So uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have what we uh, have three new cars, right? Plus another one coming out early next year. Well, so, so it's uh, most most uh, more than half of the lineup renewed. Uh, what are your guesses? I think we should do it now. What are your guesses in regards to the total number for next year? I think 2016 is going to be for for the US for the US. Yeah, I think well, 2016 is going to be one of the best years ever for Mini USA. I'm going to say it's up 10% next year, so I'm going to say 66,000. 66,000 for next year. All right. So you're going over 65. I'm just going to go over 65,000. For next year, it's, I think it's going to be a blockbuster year for Mini USA. I really do. With well, all these it, it, here's going to be able to buy minis again. Here's the know? wild card in all of that. The wild card is the clubman. I'm at the clubman. The wild card is the countryman because it is long in the tooth. It's getting old. Um, it's going to be killed three quarters away in the year, right? As the new ones released, that may yeah. skew the and numbers. The sales of the countryman are down like a lot to 2014. Right. So I'm thinking the clubman's going to pick that between the clubman and the four door. It's going to pick yep. all that up, and, and I'm still going with 66. Okay. So everyone? Yep. Yeah, uh, 66 also, yeah. I think it's a uh, 10% makes sense in regard to the trend we've seen for the last two years. Yeah. Uh, makes sense to me, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like and all right, cool. and by the way, speaking of that, can I say, this is something I, I forgot really to, to mention, and I know Gabe mentioned in his post about the Clubman. You know, we've been talking for a couple of years now how the code numbers went from the R55 which was the previous version of the Clubman, so yeah. which was, what, 2009 through 14. Um, right. It was the R55. That was the code number of the Clubman. Well, when they came out with the four-door Mini, it was the F55, and we all kind of scratched our head and went, well, the new Clubman's going to be the F54. Well, we've been told time and again now from executives at Mini that the, sp I'm using air quotes here, the spiritual successor to the previous Clubman is the four-door mini hardtop now, the right. fi or five-door, mm. if you will. They call that the, 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 you know, it's got more bloodlines of that in it. And the new Clubman, while mm. it still has the barn doors and kind of looks like that, is a completely different car. And then that just kind of leaves you scratching your heads a little bit because you're like, well, why didn't you change the name of it? But Exactly. I, I get it a little bit, but it just sounds like marketing BS to me. It's also in a different segment, right? Like the uh, yeah, the segment in which the car is, like it's in a different segment. It's being rated as in it being in a different segment, right? The first time the Clubman is now, for the very first time, a compact car. And Mini has always been a subcompact. Yeah. I mean, they can say this internally. It doesn't, you know, like for the people, it's just a new club. I mean, for anyone following this, it's just a new Clubman, that's right. all. And then the four-door is just a Mini four-door. Right. I mean, you know. Just thought it was interesting that their attitude yeah, it's, was that, it is, that it the is. spiritual successor to the previous Clubman is the four-door or slash five-door Mini that's out now. Well, it's already doing much better than the Clubman, than the uh, previous Clubman. Oh, absolutely. And I think, yeah. the, I think the new Clubman is going to do better than the previous Clubman, too. Although, uh, DB, you still yet to see this car in person. Uh, yeah, I haven't had a chance to go over to my local Mini dealer to check it out. Chad, have you seen a, a new Clubman in person yet? Uh, not in person yet, no. Okay, Alex and I have seen it and and driven it. So, um, <clears throat> I I have high hopes for this car, but man, uh, I'm a little nervous because the I'll last couple. Try of to months. try to get home early from my folks on Sunday, um, and drive over to the dealer 
on my way to watch the Cardinals whip the ever-loving crap out of the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday. Well, they don't care at this point because they're in the playoffs and they really, you know, last two games of the year, there's no no point. Exactly, but it's still fun to watch them win. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're doing good. My, uh, talking about who could be buying this car, like my mother was uh, contemplating the four-door and she actually prefers the clubman to the four-door. Good for her. I think it's a much better choice. Um, and someone who never bought like a wagon before uh it's it's uh, surprising like she didn't even look at it as a wagon she looked at it as a nicer uh, better looking car a sexy sedan is what yeah, it is exactly yeah yeah and uh i look at that too i <laughs> i gotta say i was having a conversation with a, a frequent listener of the show i'm not gonna out this person but um uh they mentioned they thought the clubman was like a sexy mom car <laughs> and I I used the term MILF, and yeah. uh, this person did not know what that term was. <laughs> wow. <laughs> UrbanDictionary.com. Yep, there you go. There you go. So, But I think it is like a, a – uh, I hate to say it's a soccer mom car, but it is way sexier than any minivan ever made. Yeah. But it's a hipster soccer mom car. Yeah, there you go. There you go. A soccer mom car will drive an SUV. Yeah. All right. Um, we have a couple of reviews over on Motoring File. If you haven't seen them yet, go over there. Gabe got to spend a week with the 2016 uh, JCW with the manual transmission. Uh, he uh, seemed to like it quite a bit. And he also has his review of the 2016 Mini Cooper Clubman S. Mini Clubman Cooper S, excuse me, uh, has been posted as well. So go check those out. Which that is basically what you heard in last week's show. Um, it's his in word form and technical information of when he and I drove both the uh, manual Cooper S Clubman and the eight-speed sport automatic transmission uh, Cooper S. Right. Which then we're segues into our next story. Talk, no, we're going to talk about that later. Okay. Let's finish up with news. So we also... So one thing about... Sorry, about Gage reviews. Uh, it, it's funny when you're reading like the, the one, the JCW one with the automatic transmission and the one with the manual transmission. If you're not a freaking reader of motoring file and read those back to back, you're wondering like which one should I choose because he loved them both yeah. equally. I mean, we know Gabe prefers manual, but uh, it's kind of uh, confusing. And, and I will me. say, if you wonder about Gabe sucking up to, to Mini for this, he and I were together. It was just the two of us in the Clubman with the eight-speed automatic transmission. And I sincerely heard the words out of his mouth because he's talking about getting a Clubman as a long-term loaner for, for motoring file to review. And he was actually contemplating, maybe I should get the eight-speed automatic transmission. He himself, this was no BS. Yeah. It was not blowing smoke as a, you know, from a from a journalistic standpoint. He was honest saying I don't think anybody I, like I don't it. think anybody knows or thinks that we don't like the automatic transmission in the F series cars. It's yeah. good. It's really good. And the and it's as good. Go, as good as the one we drove last year on MTTS was the one the 8 speed, the sport which is only available in the Cooper S Clubman is that much better. Yeah. So yeah, but you know that's what Gabe says, and it's it's like he it's like the the Cooper. I don't know if you guys remember before he got the uh, long term F fifty six. He was uh, S. He was kind of planning getting an, uh, a Cooper, in, uh, you know, in the first oh, place. That, I was trying that, to talk him into that, and he never he was never con he was never serious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I could say. I mean, you know, me. I, <laughs> I, I I'm kind of a uh, converted to the uh, to the Cooper now. But I uh, know. I told you, if you configure it correctly, and you get a <laughs> manual transmission. It is an extremely fun car to drive. It is. Yep. So. Moving on. Um, a world premiere mini four-door carbon edition. If you can find one at your dealer, we think that's a pretty fine-looking automobile. There's only going to be like 100 of these. Not very 100, many. 150, 150 yeah. of these. Yeah. Um, but it's got all the cool JCW trim. It's really nice looking. It's it, a 
It's uh, a, it's a car I would drive. It's got one problem. It's a four door. It's a four door. Um, and before I bash on the four door, uh, finally we have uh, the the official press pack for the 2016 Dakar Rally. Uh, remember, that's January 2nd through the 16th where all the cars drive across the, 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 the desert there. And we would expect many as in years past to show well there's at Dakar. Three-time back-to-back-to-back winners of the yeah. of the Dakar in in the Mini. Oh, yeah, going to shoot for the four-peat. Is that a thing? Can I say four-peat? You can. Yeah, shooting for the four-peat. You can, but I think a lot of other car companies have tried to figure out what Mini has done and um, it's going to be a lot tougher this year. You know, you know, in Dakar Rally trim, the clubman, or the countryman, rather, doesn't look outdated or old. No, it really doesn't. It's like all lifted, and it has like the big, you know, the roll bars and the roof racks <laughs> and vents everywhere and all the body kit things. Like when you see a rally fighter, you know, those cars have been around forever, but it's like it still looks cool. <laughs> exactly. The, club, the, club, the countryman, as a, as a rally vehicle, still looks badass. It really does. Yeah, with the mud flaps, and I, I like to, I like to dream. I'm looking at the the press picture on motoring file. I like to dream that the mud flaps on this car have Yosemite Sam on them, <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, what or the bikini it? girl, or the the mud flap girl. Yeah, yeah. What did Chad call it? What she, he said there's a word for her. <laughs> yeah, Chad, Chad will have to chime in on that one. What the bikini girl on the mud flaps is called? Yeah. Oh, tr- trucking girl. Trucking girl. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, trucking girls. Yeah, it's either Yosemite <laughs> Sam or the trucking girls on the back of those uh, mud flaps. That's what I like to think. And if it was mine, that's what I would do. I'd put Yosemite Sam back there for sure. Although you know it's and, valuable and advertising. I'd put truck nuts on it too. <laughs> of course you would. That's got mullet written all over it. See, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Every truck. I need that t-shirt. Every truck. If you if you get trucking girls, they've got to be chrome. I mean, exactly. Got to be chrome, right? Exactly. And if you put trucking girls, you got to put truck nuts. You got to put truck nuts. <laughs> those still around? I bet you can buy those on Amazon right now. Yeah, you, there's, you can buy them on Amazon or eBay or Pep Boy still sells them, I think. I'm not sure. And I believe that's all for news. Let me see. Yeah. No. 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 There's this guy, this uh, amateur uh, mini team that is doing the uh, Alcan 5,000 miles winter rally. Oh, that's right. The winter In rally. Their very own countryman. Yes. Where did I see that? Yes. So that's amateur mini team is tackling the Alcan 5000 uh, winter rally. Two guys from Oregon, even. That's pretty cool. 4,700 miles driving through, driving through Alaska. Oh my God! It's like the Iditarod, you know, but with cars. It, right. They start in Kirkland, Washington, and they finish in Anchorage, Alaska. So that's going through the out, like the worst of the outback of Canada, of, uh, yeah. of Western Canada. Yeah, that's all, you need, all you need is a moose bar and some blizzaks, and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> if those guys listen to the show, I want them on the show. I totally want to yeah. hear their experience. Let's get yeah. them on the show. You guys listening? Hit us up. Feedback. If they you. live. If they live. Yeah. yeah. I hope they live. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just, kidding. Just I'm kidding. I kid. No, it's Canada, man. It's the outback of Canada. So uh, if you guys are if you guys are out in what you're afraid of listener land want to follow the Alcan Rally, it's going to be February 25th through March 14th next year, um, starting in Kirkland, finishing in Anchorage, um, and it's going to there's actually an official hashtag for those of you on the tit on the Twitter. I'm going to post all this over at whatyourafraid.com. The hashtag is Alcan Mini. That'll probably be on Twitter and if I had to guess Instagram. So if you want to follow along and play the home game, awesome. Let's put that in Slack right now before I forget. And boom. Oh, wait, wrong spot. So, and now uh, that's news from motoringfile.com. Yeah. 
right yeah. right well the big big news story but it's going to be like our feature story is the uh, yeah we're going to go ahead and we're going to pay some more bills i want to remind you guys about cravenspeed.com the the other small portion of your christmas money that you've set aside after spending money out motoring i want you to now go don't spend all of it I want you to go spend some of it over at Craven Speed. Uh, Craven Speed's got the cool stuff for your mini, the Flex Pot adapter that we like so much, um, the F56 intake, which is really nice, the platypus mount for your for your uh, front license plate, of course, the dipstick that doesn't break for cars that you still have to check the oil on, all those things, plus a whole lot more custom crafted, made out of like unobtainium with robots and lasers, laser shark lasers, like sharks with lasers actually make a lot of these parts um, it's really super high tech and very cool uh, and I want you to go over there and check it all out and once you get something even the subby antennas rad get something nice for yourself and when you do order something from cravenspeed.com make sure you leave a note in the order form it says thanks for supporting white roof radio we really appreciate that so do they they of course being cravenspeed.com home of the electric mini boom I don't know why I said that just because it's what you're supposed to say. It is. Yeah. 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 So let's move on. We have a little bit more news, and this one hit today, so yesterday, in real showtime. Um, and there's going to be a link in the show notes. And this is from USA Today. Uh, they broke it first. That's where we saw it first anyway. Where BMW is being hit with $40 million in fines for recall violations. And we talked about this a few months ago, if I remember correctly, where BMW was just a little bit slow on the uptick to get cars fixed. And that's just, and, we're, and we're talking about just minis here. We, we say BMW yep. North yep. America. This is only for minis, but they, yeah. they use BMW because BMW being the parent company, right? Right, right. Wait, 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 wait. It's not $40 million right off the bat. No, it's not. And so let's get this into, like, first of all, yeah. the penalty is because... Uh, Mini failed to um, adequately failed to adequately inform customers of recalls in a timely manner. So basically, they broke U.S. regulations requiring prompt reporting of defects in the cars. Okay. Now, of this forty million dollars, the first ten million dollars is immediate. That's like right away. There's a ten million dollar fine. Write the check now. Send it right. The next ten million dollars is going to be spent. Overhauling procedures, which basically means a slap on the wrist. You need to send everybody to school, and <laughs> I don't and know. And we need to see proof that you've actually sent. You have your... a process. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's a process for that. And then the final okay. twenty million of the forty million dollars is basically deferred. That if they fail to make these changes, then that's potential. So really, it's a twenty million dollar fine with the, hey, we're holding this over your head. It probably has to go into escrow right. for a couple of years. To make sure, hey, not, that you made not to mention the cost of actually fixing each car, which is at least no less than eight hundred dollars. Yeah, per, I mean, there's a lot per car. Per like, car. Yeah, the amount of money it takes to go in, because this is talking about the side impact, um, yep. the the failure in the side impact. Which what ended up happening is they didn't meet side impact crash standards, and the fix for it was to bring it into your dealer, and literally they put in a chunk of foam of hard foam. That was probably about 10 inch, like a 10 inch cube. And it wasn't necessarily a cube shaped, but it was about that, you know, that volume is less than a square foot of volume that pull out the side, put it in, it's in and it's just in the back seat. So it's just in the rear of, uh, of the car. And I believe it's just on the passenger side, but it may have been both sides. <clears throat> Uh, don't quote me on that. Right. So it's it's not an uh, it wasn't a really expensive fix, and I know my dealer was doing the repairs in in thirty minutes. So th- there probably wasn't a lot of labor involved in the chunk of foam that went in. 
can't be that expensive but the amount of time and paperwork and everything that's where the that's where the expense comes in well you know it's kind of interesting that we've kind of heard them dragging their feet on certain things like that i mean even this airbag recall that they did for the uh four five six cars or whatever you know that had that airbag sensor you know going off they're like well, we're going to get to it. We just don't know what to do yet. And months went by. Well, no, no. I think the thing is, you know? though, Chad, they accurately, they let people know that their cars were recalled immediately. So they, they went through the proper procedures as far as that went. Now, I think what happened is they knew that this didn't meet the standard. This is where this is where the difference comes in. It, is, it wasn't so much timing is that many knew that it didn't meet the side impact standards. And they didn't quickly let customers know, hey... Here, there's a, we're recalling this because of it. So I don't think it's so much because a car company can say, okay, we're recalling this car, but we may not fix it for three or four months because it's going to take us that much time to get the parts out. But we're right. at least letting you know there's a potential safety issue in your car that you should be aware of, and it's being recalled for this. That's all the NT, NHTSA is requiring at this point because... You know, everybody knows that, hey, there's there might be a flaw in manufacturing or something was missed or something like that. They, they give you time to correct the problem, but it's letting people know, hey, the, be careful. Like, And, and it's, it's all kinds of consumer crap is like this. I remember I had a dishwasher once that was prone to, you know, it was like, a, I don't even remember what, a Maytag or something like that. I, I don't remember. But you got a letter that said, this may catch fire. Don't leave the house with this running. Like, it's okay to use it until you get it fixed. But don't ever turn it on and leave the house for a few hours. Like, be careful because it could. And if you're really worried, unplug it and don't use it until you get it fixed. And I think that's essentially what recall notices you get in the mail say now in all the fine print is, yep. hey, there's a potential so, problem here. So they essentially they did a, uh, a general uh, announcement, right? Like a public announcement. I, I remember them doing a public announcement on this specific issue. Right. But they did not send those individual letters to every single owner. That's well, what you're saying. I think it's a combination of they knew about it before they announced it. They, they probably didn't do it quickly enough because there are regulations. There's U.S. regulations that require. So that's what I'm trying to understand. If that, if that, if that fine is for not uh, – because it's, it's not because you're doing a public announcement that, you know – necessarily everybody will know about it. I think you still have to send those individual letters on top of this. And it seems to me that they, they, they are getting fined because they, they failed to send those letters yes. to the owners that's, as opposed to doing the announcement. According to this article, that's what it reads, yes. Okay. Yep. okay. That it doesn't yeah, I don't understand. I, I would be curious to understand. Maybe there is a reason, maybe there isn't, but why you would do the public announcement and then not sell those letters. For me, it seems like the... Because if you're doing the public announcement, like, you know, your expectation is that people will know about it, not necessarily everyone, but at least it's a known thing, right? So there is no reason to stop communicating on this and not sending those letters to, to the owners. Well, because there's a government website now where you can take, I don't care what kind of car you have, you can take the vehicle identification number off of your car, go to this government website and see if your car is under recall. And right. a lot of people do that for... Yeah, for many reasons. Let's say DB, like you, for instance, you're not the first owner of your car. Right. And you're like, I really want to know, has, all, have, has this been fixed yet? You can take your VIN, plug it into this government website, and it'll say, here's the, all of the recalls that should have been done on this car. And you can take that list to your dealer and go, hey, have these been done to my car? And, right. and hand and that to them. And run the VIN. 
Right, because a lot of times in a second owner or third or fourth owner of the car, you may not even take it to a mini dealer um, to uh, to be repaired or fixed or oil changes or whatever. You may go to an aftermarket shop, and they don't have access to that information, and they're not going to tell you, hey, your car's been recalled. It needs this. Correct. Unless you take it to a dealer. They'll tell you that you should have it checked at the dealer. Right, right, but they're they're not going to have the computer access to it. Right. Not... We're not going to have that, but there are stickers that are under the hood for a lot of these campaigns that are required to be there by law, especially in California, that say, hey, vehicle has had campaign number, blah, 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 update fixed, and this was the date. But what I'm saying is, Chad, if you work on a car, you're not legally obligated to do something or, you know... To go. No, no, we're not legally obligated, but you know, obviously the good shops do know about those right. things and do make sure that you know but, things are hey, squared away. But. Yeah, not everybody's a good shop, and sometimes people just go in for an oil change, and they're just like, "Hey, no, give, def- definitely, give me the fifty dollar oil change," and they don't know what to, you know, but right. they, they don't. Really <laughs> know. On a uh, on a lighter note, I wonder though if uh, in all these court proceedings and stuff, if. If uh, BMW was like, yeah, we can do that. Uh, do you take PayPal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it, what's interesting. Also, if you keep reading, I mean, if you go up until the end of the article, is that um, it seems it, it seems like if you're reading between the lines, like we find you guys for forty million. We just mainly gonna talk about this one, but you know, it covers also the rest. Like we've we've identified that you guys uh, also acted not the right way on those other recalls that came. I think subsequent to this one. It, uh, and so we're giving you just one fine, but you have to fix everything. Yeah, I think you might be right that there's yeah, and there there could be a little bit of over sensibilization uh, of the article too. You know, being like, oh, they're fined forty million dollars. Well, it's not really forty million. You know, I mean, it's, it's really twenty million. And if they don't do what they're said they're going to do, it's another twenty million. So, you know, like we said, it, and ten million of that is supposed to be on overhauling the procedures which what does that mean that sounds so obscure and it's like oh yeah wink wink nudge nudge we're spending 10 million dollars on educating all of our internal people on how to do this what yeah this? I, mean, I don't understand like 10 million is a lot of money also it's especially for uh, well is it bmw yeah that's gonna be bmw so they're f- finding bmw north america right so right. they want people at BMW and me need to follow some kind of training right. and or whomever is in charge of this procedure to do it because if it's only mini USA it's, we all know it's a fairly small team so 10 million was seems to me like a Ridiculous. which seems to me like a hefty f- sum for just mini USA so it was more of a a um, they're making an example of yeah, what you're yeah. saying is they're getting an example made of and I think you know it's you know it's a it's a big sum, but you know if you just fail to send letters, I mean you know you had it coming. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> sad to say, but if you, if this is about just sending letters, uh, honestly, I would be super curious to know what is the process internally, how you handle those kind of situations. But it's, if if it's just about that, this is kind of you know sad thing to getting well, fined forty millions just for this. Yeah, I, I'm sure that there's a time limit of what you have to do and X amount of things. You know, like okay, you know. About problem X. Uh, so many customers have have already found this out, um, and you need to do this. Well, it wasn't done in that timely manner. Whether it is just sending a letter or you know other just draggings of feet, uh, you know. I don't know. It's it's no different than anything. We all know that. Hey, we've got to file our taxes by the fifteenth of April, or when they're deferred. To, you know, if they're yeah. you know delayed a little bit, and 
here's we know what the consequences are and some people just choose you know what i'm going to pay a month late i know i'll pay the fee or the fine or whatever Right. And I think, like Alex was saying, is come on, they probably knew they were they were not following the procedure yeah, here properly, yeah. and now it's a slap. Like, oh, we got busted. And you know, there is a little bit of you know setting precedents and you know making an example. But I mean, it seems like everybody is getting fines nowadays. And I think, oh yeah, maybe they had a Huge. new person come in, and it was like you know, like you know, look, uh, everybody's being a little sloppy. Everybody, you know. Uh, <laughs> GM has had how many different fines, you know, slapped on them in the last few years. Uh, you know, Ford has had them, you know, Minis, you know, had, you know, ones with the the EPA as far as uh, fuel economy goes. Now they've got this. It's just kind of, uh, I think they're, they're trying to make everybody, you know, really tighten up and not be as sloppy as maybe they are. Yeah. Um, but you know, when certain blatant things are, are popping up like this, it's like, look, we can't ignore this. Uh, you know, sorry, we gotta, we gotta find you. And this is what happened to you. So, well, there it is. You can read about it. The link is going to be in the show notes. Yep. 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 And there's that. Yeah. Let's move along really quick. I want to take a quick break. This is going back to, uh, talking about the clubman again. Uh, our man, Anthony actually pinged Todd over at Facebook and said he drove the Cooper Clubman for a day while his uh, 2011 Mini Cooper S was in for service. And as a commuter car, he thought it was much better than adequate. As so, a, and that's the words I used to describe it in last week's show, was that I thought it was adequate, but if you're used to driving a Cooper S, it's probably going to feel a little slow. And, and I, I love it when people disagree with me because it's all, it's subjective. Right. You know, and Anthony, thanks for the comment on that. And I think what also is interesting to note I don't know about you guys. You probably don't spend as much time at your local dealers as I do. But of the first three clubmen that came into our dealer, um, one went into the showroom. One got cleaned up and detailed, and it's sitting in the showroom. One is the demo car that people can go, hey, I want to drive the clubman and see how if I like it. And then one was put into the uh, loaner fleet when like, you'd bring your car in for an oil change or something, and they give you a car to drive for the day. Uh, right. There's a clubman, and I. This is what Anthony said, and I think it's interesting that that has kind of become what dealers do, because more than once in the last year, I have seen people come in for oil changes, you know, new tires, all kinds of little stuff, and they get a loaner car, and literally they bring the loaner car back, and they make a deal, they trade their car in, and they buy, they upgrade. Loaner, yeah. It really is genius on many car companies to give you a free loaner car. And to give you one that's you know fairly nicely equipped and a a new one, a brand new that's one. That's how they sold a lot of Countrymen. I think so because I see people do that. They came in in, in their hard top and they're like, "Oh, I had a Countryman loaner. I really like this. It's got four doors." And I, I've literally, personally, just me and my dealer, seen this happen a half a dozen times this year. And right. that's just the times I was there. I'm not there all the and time. Of, and of the half dozen times, how many of them asked if it was available in a convertible? <laughs> probably, half, <laughs> probably half of those people did. <laughs> But anyway, so so is that is that a thing that is uh, that is really ongoing? The, the reason I'm asking is because the uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I took the, my car in for service at BMW, and I asked them if they would, you know, it was two weeks before I asked them when I took the appointment, I would like to have a loaner because you know I want to I want to you know IBS them and ask them I wanted to drive this car right. because I'm going to you know change or whatever, and. Uh, and the lady on the on the phone told me like, well, no, because if you don't have actual repair, if you're just coming in for service, it's like an hour, you know, an hour, an hour and a half. Like we don't, 
give you loan of cars. Yeah, yeah different. Like, I think that's a dealer by dealer thing, Alex. Like, for example, uh, the dealer where I bought my first Mini Crevier in Southern California, even if you were just in for service, um, you got a loaner. If you bought from them, you yeah. Because, I mean, they just assumed that you just assumed they were going to have your car for the whole day because you would pull up to the drive and there would be 30 to 50 cars in there with you. Yeah, yeah. You and know, it's you weren't gonna, if, even if you're just in for an oil change, you knew you weren't going to have your car back within an hour. I, but, so it was a, everybody got. <laughs> I mean, I think that goes, that's just a dealer thing. The dealer supports it. They do. If they don't, they don't. No, no, no. I think it's policy from the top down, from BMW and Mini. It is really? corporate policy that the dealer um, will provide you with a loaner car. Okay? Well, now, well, that, be, that being said, there is discretion there because when you go, I know my dealer, you can go make an appointment online or you can call. And they say, do you need a loaner car? And if you say yes, they'll say, hey, your selected appointment time, we don't have any. Like, they're all going to be gone. And so you can choose to wait or push it down the line. Or they will ask you, hey, do you want to wait on your car? It's only going to be 40 minutes. You know, do you really need a loaner car? And a lot of people are like, I don't care if it's only an hour oil change. I got to get to work. This is the I can drop it off at 7 o'clock in the morning. And that's it. I can't wait. I got to go to work and I can pick it up after work. And they're like, okay, we'll give you a loaner car for the day. And my dealer will do that. And I think 9 out of 10 dealers because, and if you have a complaint about this, I would take it up the chain. I would get a hold of of Mini USA and say, hey, my dealer, ex dealer, is, you know, being a dick. I thought I was supposed to get a loaner car for this and see how far it goes. Like, I think it'd be an interesting question to ask um, an executive next time we get the opportunity, somebody yeah, from but, Mini. But, but uh, what's, what's interesting in, the, in, my, in my precise case is that, uh, so I went to BMW Arab Chambers, not to cite the dealer I went to. Um, and, you know, you should have a flag that says, well, guy uh, list, you know, ending in 90 days, we should give him a loaner. Because well, we want him to try something new, and right. we want, you know, maybe he's gonna like it, maybe he won't, but at least we need to try. We need to have him try something new because, you know, we don't want to. Maybe we want to have the opportunity to gain the, to gain this uh, yeah, guy's business. They're losing. So that was a, a mistake on their part. Like they yeah. should have some kind of alert system that's exactly. you know, tell them that. Yeah. I think I think dealers who now, granted, I understand. <laughs> I know my local dealer. They have a, a loaner fleet of sixty or eighty cars. It's ridiculous how many cars they have as loaner fleet. However. Right it's an advantage to the dealer because so many people come in and they're like, oh yeah, I dropped off my eight-year-old three series and I got to drive a new four series. Even if it was a 428 stripped down, they may turn around and buy that car or you know, mm-hmm. one like it. It's totally worth it for dealers to do it. And I'm just afraid too many dealers are cheap about it. And you know. Yeah. Are this car fully financed by dealers? Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. it's all on them. But it's one of those fancy bookwork things that gets to go they get hey, to mark down as a sale or right. a write-off or a write-down and then they they get to resell it exactly as a cpo'd car Interesting. Uh, and the cpo cars always sell really well because they don't keep them in the loaner fleet for very long maybe what five thousand miles yeah less than five thousand miles so then they get to boost their used car sales when they put it back out on the lot right. and they get to sell to the cpo blah 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 yeah yeah and i think depending on whether the dealer's corporate owned or independent how much backing they might have, you know, because it's millions of dollars of, of loaner cars that you've got rotating through every month. Right. Not just metal sitting on the lot that doesn't make any money. Right. Right. There's way more business to the back let's, end of that. Let's move on because we're good. We're starting to go along and I wanted to make sure that we got some time to talk about the last thing we want to talk about. Yes. And this is something Todd, <laughs> Todd noticed after going to Georgia last week, week before last, excuse me. And that was 
the price of the automatic transmission and the electronic yes. seats in yes. the Mini Cooper Clubman. Um, yeah, and I noticed this just by accident that the uh, the six speed automatic transmission. Let's just say in the Cooper hardtop right now, you go buy a new, you order a 2016 Cooper hardtop. A two door Cooper hardtop. You're the automatic. You have two options: manual transmission or automatic transmission. That's it. Automatic transmission is twelve hundred and fifty dollars. One thousand. One thousand two hundred. One thousand two hundred fifty dollars U.S. Mm -hmm. in the hardtop. The exact same six speed ASIN transmission in the Cooper Clubman, which mm -hmm. literally it's the same transmission. Same transmission, exactly the same transmission. Is fifteen hundred, one thousand five hundred dollars. It's two hundred and fifty dollars more. And yes. I'm left scratching my head. Is that because the car is more premium? They're charging you two hundred and fifty dollars more? There right. is nothing about that transmission. And Chad, we all had this discussion a week ago. Like, what could it be? There's literally but there is. But there is. Okay. It's a different transmission. No, I it's the same. No, it's not. Same, same transmission in the Cooper Clubman. Ah, uh, the Cooper. You are uh, you right? You're right. No, the the same. Talking about the eight speed now. Yeah, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Transmission is even more. It's yeah. It's even more. No, the eight speed transmission on the Cooper S Clubman is also fifteen hundred. Is, is also fifteen hundred dollars. So I'm thinking it's either a typo on Mini USA, or they they think that people really are stupid and aren't paying attention. Ah, uh, yeah. What is it, Mini USA? We're asking you the question now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. So, and Todd, the other thing that you noticed, and I found this to be very interesting, was the price of the electric seats. Yeah, the electric seats are twelve hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, it's a spendy option to be sure. I mean, that's I mean that's a luxurious option. It probably has the memory and does all the things, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I will say this too is after having this discussion for now a few weeks with various people, they're all left going. That is the stupidest twelve hundred and fifty dollars you can spend. Because literally, how many of us, we get in our car, we set the seats to where we want it, and that's it. You never mess with it again. But I, I, I was of the same thinking, and now I think differently. Because I, I don't know why, like the past couple of weeks, I've been in, in, in situations where someone was in my car, that, you know, and I had to use the memory button and come back to exact position I was in. Well, that's good. You let strangers use your car for Uber. Now, <laughs> let's let's continue. Let's try to stay on track here. So, the the pricing for the electric seats in the Mini Cooper Clubman is uh, one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Correct. Yeah, that is correct. Now, now yeah. how much uh, is the electric seat option in, let's just say, I don't know, a BMW Four Series? Well, they're they're standard on a Four Series, but the the entry there's three entry level BMWs where they're not standard. Right. Okay. A three twenty. Um, I believe. Uh, the X1, it was, but I think it's now standard, so a year ago. So there's a couple of BMWs where it's not, and it's only uh, It's only $950, I believe. Really? <laughs> so it's $300 less yeah. on a BMW to get electric seats than it is in the Mini Clubman. Mm -hmm. I would almost, I would just bet, I would almost bet my next paycheck that it's the exact same electronics. Well... <laughs> I can say I can say that yeah I'm going to say this too I I asked flat out now this is um off the record maybe I'm not going to tell you who I asked but it was somebody yeah, from it's off, off the record it's somebody from you mini mention in passing I was it was somebody from mini I'm like what is up with this right and I got the most hilarious answer possible and that's just because it was is late at night one night but it the honest answer is it's all about the take rate of this Right. That if more people choose the option, the price will come down. And my answer to that was, what if no people choose the option? Does that mean they're <laughs> going to go up? Does that mean they're going to be free? No. 
It's gonna and, go up. But but really, the whole automatic transmission thing that boggles my mind, and I'm I'm really curious if the if the Clubman if it's a mistake Cooper if it's just a mistake if the Cooper Clubman's supposed to have the eight speed, then I, I would understand. I will why tell it costs more. I will tell you this for a fact that the three initial Clubman that came into our dealer. Yeah. Um, they were all automatic transmissions, and yes, in fact, the sticker shows that price of uh, fifteen hundred dollars for the automatic and transmission. And the six speeds. And there's a six speed hardtop sitting right next to it on the lot with the same six speed, you know, automatic transmission yeah. and a Cooper hardtop. With twelve hundred. That's only twelve hundred and fifty dollars, and that, that makes so weird. That makes no yeah. sense, and it especially makes no sense if you're just a. You know, so it's not a typo on Mini USA. No, it's it's actually it's on the stickers now, and I think they need to do something about it, or they at least need to address it and tell us why. If do you, there's, do you think maybe, what if it's this? So we know that they do a lot of just-in-time pricing, just-in-time ordering. They order things as they need them, right? But I would imagine they sign contracts for these for these pieces, especially engines and transmissions. So the transmissions they don't even build, so they have to do something like that. So I'm wondering if they. They've got contract pricing, and the contract pricing for this particular batch of automatic transmissions for this car I don't know. works out well, at a retail price of $1,500 versus the contract pricing on the transmissions they got for the F56. I'm saying they're exactly the no. same. No, I'm saying no, they're identical. The contract pricing they're, is different. What know? about this? Are, are they built in the exact same factory? Yes, they are. They're yeah, built in Oxford. Yeah, yeah. They were, if they were built in different factories, you would have added a shipping cost to move transmission X no, to a different, you know, Austria or whatever. Both cars you know. come out of Oxford. Yeah, I was going to say, if one was in a different place, then you might have some extra freight costs or import taxes or something like that to get the transmission in the exact same car built at a different factory, you know, because yeah. obviously the, the, you know, the N18 motor is in the Countryman and the hardtop, but one is built in Oxford, one is built in Austria. So there might be a little bit of that type of thing going on, but yeah, but no, these, this doesn't make any no. sense. Same factory, exact same transmission, exact same six speed automatic transmission. There's no difference in this. So, um, you know, we, and, and without, you know, comparing exact part numbers and various, various other things I mean because there's some weird things that I've seen even been like well that's the exact same part in one car to the other and then you go back and the part numbers are different because of right. one little tiny thing and it could be just there's you know, a $250 Johnson rod in the uh, yeah in exactly the, I mean, the, club the, the smallest of uh, little <laughs> little factors that are not exactly the same but uh, you know if it's exactly the same part number in both cars then yeah that's definitely kind of weird yeah, we're just raising the questions. We have not been able to get a straight answer from anybody. Our dealers are even confused on this. They've right. tried to find out, and nobody has an answer yet. So, hey, Mini USA, uh, it's on our list of things to ask. WTF. Yes. <laughs> and on that note. And on that note. So in. You can configure it, Clement. We've been. I've been playing with. The, I've been playing with this all day. I really like the. Uh, I really like the new Velvet Red. The pure burgundy. It's a, dude, in person. Does it look nice? Gorgeous. <laughs> Yeah, that with a white roof, dude. Yeah. I'm so like, I'm just like, I really want that car. Even with that that melting really? silver roof is is absolutely a stunning combination. Really? What color would you get it with uh, all the ones you've seen, Todd? Uh because you've seen several combinations of them. I only saw the uh, uh, the one that I tried was blue with a gray roof. I let's say it was really weird because the color combinations in Georgia there was a lot of melting silver there was a lot of British racing green and a lot of the velvet red whatever it's called now the the yeah, pure burgundy yeah there was there was those um and black so 
Am I missing any of the color options for for the? Yeah, so uh, there's the melting silver. There's the black. There's the BRG uh, moonwalk gray. That cement color, same color as uh, oh yeah the yeah your house and that. lapis lapis blue. Yeah, plus chili red and pepper white. It's a good question. I think the red is probably uh, one of my favorites, and you can also yeah chili red if you yeah. get that, but. I don't see Lapis Luxury being worth a thousand dollars. No, mm -hmm. I don't think that's great. And there's also Blazing Red as an option. Um, uh, of that, oh, and Thunder Gray, of course, the same color that was on GP two. Oh, you guys are looking at S's. I'm not looking at the S. I'm looking at the Cooper. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I'm looking at the S's. So I, I would I say do uh, like, I do like that the Burgundy is available on the Cooper on the S version of this car. Yeah, yeah. It's not just limited to. Not just limited to the Cooper like they've done in the past. I'm a, I'm a chili red guy myself, I have to say. Um, chili red or black, so. Yeah, you actually have to get that as part of the JCW exterior package. You do, and there were none there that uh, that had the JCW exterior package, so. Oh, it looks weird in Thunder Gray. I don't like it. Yeah. This car needs a color. It needs to have a color, just like any mini, really. But this one really needs a color, I think. I think so. Yeah. And I think the black and the British Racing Green are so dark that they're almost a non-color. But they look good the because... Looks good. The BRG looks good in the config on the configurator. It does because the dark colors make that grill less intense. Yeah, you're right. So. Your IGB, a pure burgundy is really nice. Yeah, pure burgundy with a white roof or even yeah. the melt, sir, melting silver roof. Oh, see, really nice. pure yeah. burgundy with the melting silver roof and, and mirror caps looks super just, it looks deluxe. It is, and that is the color that uh, the afternoon car that Gabe and I were driving, that's what it was. I mean, that looks like, it's, that, that, that just looks fancy, like you're, you're riding in the backseat with a driver. Really nice. Yeah, that's nice. You know? Anyway, uh, yeah, we could sit here and do this all night long. <laughs> anyway, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, this is our final episode for 2015. Uh, there will not be any further new Wolfcasts coming out before the uh, end of the year. So, again, uh, if you've stuck with us for the whole year, awesome. Thank you very much. If you found us this year, uh, congratulations. Thank you very much. We really appreciate you sticking around for the whole year. I want you guys to remember all of our fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Uh, that, of course, is outmotoring.com. Don't forget to sign up get the 5% discount code. Our friends over at Crave. Speed, CravenSpeed.com for all the really cool custom stuff you want for your Mini. Uh, and, and then, of course, we have our finals, which is uh, Detroit Tuned, DetroitTuned.com. That's where you're spending the rest of your Christmas money is at Detroit Tuned. And if you spend at least $150 before January 3rd, Chad's going to kick in the shipping for free. Right? Yep. See? Yep. Done and done. Go over there, buy yourself $150 worth of stuff, like uh, the Mini Cooper spare tire mount. That'll, that would get you free shipping on that device. Just and, so and, you, and just so everybody knows, it, the free shipping that you can select and the shipping you can select is the exact same shipping. So we have had some people that are not selecting the free shipping option just because they're thinking that it's going to be like that, you know, 18-day shipping. It won't get you in a couple of days. No, it's the same exact thing. same shipping. We only ship one way, so. Yeah, Awesome. And Chad, did you know that Mini now offers a uh, a compact spare for a hundred bucks? You can buy it on the Clubman. I did not. Yeah, hundred bucks. It's a new. As far as I know, it's kind of a new option. But they were talking about it, and it fits in that um, that little tray space and the flat load floor of the Clubman. So for a hundred dollars, you're, you're talking about the new one. Yeah, or? talking about the new one. 
Okay. I'm talking about, I'm just letting you know. I didn't know if you were aware of that or not. Well, that was something that uh, I am going to start looking at as far as, like, wondering whether the new Clubmans do come with space saver spares or or how that works. So, I mean, if they're going to be offering it for 100 bucks, then somebody like myself or Aaron from Motoring or whoever, uh, we should be able to get you somewhere down in that 60 to $80 range. Yep, cause, yep. that's know, what I'm saying. <laughs> we, we normally can knock 20 to 40% off of what Mini wants to sell it to you for. So um, we, uh, we, we're going to look in that option because uh, if uh, anybody doesn't know, Detroit was the uh, first place to be able to have the F- <laughs> Or the R fifty? No, what is that? The uh, F fifty six spare uh, on hand with the uh, five lugs. So that's right. There you that's go. We're gonna keep on top of that for you. So Detroit Tune spent one hundred fifty dollars free shipping till January third, and then of course uh, go over to motoringstripes.com, Get yourself some stripes for your mini. Get a boot protection strip for your Clubman or your F fifty six. Get a Union Jack sunroof graphic. Get a white roof radio sunroof delete kit. Um, any of those things. And Todd's also gonna do free shipping until when, Todd? Uh, until I decide not to. Until he, signs, until he says, okay, you got to pay. <laughs> and if you use the coupon code of 5050, you'll save 5% on anything that you order from motoringstripes.com. Go over, check out all of our sponsors, go say hi. Um, if you haven't yet and you want to help support White Roof Radio, you can do that as well. We really appreciate that. Helps uh, keep the lights on. I just, had to upgrade the, I just had to upgrade the server. I was able to do that because of the fine patrons of White Roof Radio. And you can sign up, donate any amount that you like over at patreon.com forward slash white roof radio there is a link at whiteroofradio.com uh, any amount that you decide to, to kick in per episode is fantastic you want to do a quarter you want to do 50 cents you want to do a dollar hey that's all fantastic and it's you know four times a month and uh, that really helps us just get stuff done like I was able to upgrade all of Alex's audio gear and Chad got new headphones and we've got new server and all these things that I'm able to do because you guys are helping us out and that's of course patreon.com forward slash white roof radio and otherwise, I believe we're done. Mm, one more thing I have for people it's, who are... It's not Star Wars. No, it's not. It's mini-related. <laughs> um, for anybody wondering if they could see the Clubman at Detroit, like don't, because Mini is scaling back. I think we talked about this already, but it made it official a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They won't be in Detroit. They won't be in Geneva. They won't be in Beijing. Uh, the next time you'll be able to see Mini at a motor show would be in New York, where they will, where they will introduce uh -huh. the JCW Clubman. Right. And uh, four-wheel drive Clubman, and in Paris, where they will probably introduce a concept for the countryman, for the next countryman. Hey, and guess who else and is not going to the LA Auto Show yeah. next year? Guess who yeah. else is not going to Detroit? Tesla. Uh, Tesla. Tesla. Yeah. Tesla. Yeah. Wow, interesting. All the cool companies are staying out of Detroit this year. Huh. Yep. <laughs> interesting. All right. That's a That's good it. Time. On that note, we are going to be done. Gang, again, thanks so much for sticking around. We really appreciate it. Uh, but this is the part of the show where I like to make the funny clicking sound, and then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also uh, email us, feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next week. Oh, uh, no, until next year, gang. This is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. A bientôt. And 2015 will hereby be known as the year that Pumpkin Spice jumped the shark. Oh, no. All uh, right. <laughs> Dude, Pumpkin Spice everything. I go to these beer places, it's like, oh, we've got Pumpkin Spice beers. I'm like, no. No, Stop it. no, just no. 
<laughs> and they don't even taste like pumpkin. They don't even taste like nutmeg. They don't taste like pumpkin. It's, it is, it's like chai. Corn. It tastes chai. It's terrible. Yeah, it's uh, no. Just stop it. I know. Stop <laughs> it with the pumpkin spice. They jumped the shark this year. The only people that want pumpkin spice are girls wearing UGG boots when it's 80 degrees outside. And <laughs> really <laughs> old fat men who don't like coffee. So and really fat men who don't like coffee. Usually they're still <laughs> in their parents' basement. <laughs> 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 so funny. Uh,